Misfits in the Book of Mormon is now available on Amazon.com. Who were some of these misfits in the Book of Mormon, and what can we learn from them about belonging in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? And how can we fill a stronger sense of belonging with Christ? You can find out more by reading Misfits in the Book of Mormon, now available on Amazon.com. You could also check out my other books, including Oh Lord, My God, The Jesus You Need to Know, The Prodigal Son, and I Survived, Now What? Finding Meaning from Loss. Hello and welcome back to Misfits in the Church, a show designed to help individuals who struggle with belonging in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints while strengthening our testimony in that faith. There's a lot of different types of misfits in the church. Sometimes it could be a temporary thing. Sometimes it could be long-term. It might be that you don't feel like you belong because you look different or you act different, or maybe it's because of who you affiliate with or who's in your family. And it's always kind of an awkward thing where people don't know how to talk to you about that member of your family or a friend. You know, there's just, there's so many different reasons. And, um, you know, I, I wish I could wave a, a magic wand and say, okay, abracadabra, and everyone makes you feel like you belong in the church. That would that would be awesome to me. I, I, if I had that power, I, I would do it. You know, I would, I would do it. I don't care if it's wrong. I'd probably still do it because I see how much pain people experience because they don't feel like they belong or that they don't feel like they're seen or valued or respected in church. And a lot of times it's because they're not either given callings or they're not given high status callings in, in the ward. And before you say, well, Brother Cook, there is no high status callings. We're all equal in the sight of the Lord. Okay, I'm going to say that 50% of that is correct. We are all equal in the sight of the Lord. But there are high status callings. We, we know it, okay? Uh, we know it because we see it. And it's often that certain families get those callings where, um, you know, you kind of have to be of a certain mold sometimes to, to be in those callings. And there, there are plenty of exceptions in various wards. And, um, but a lot of times that's, that's the truth. You're, you're going, why are they getting these callings and I'm not? And that's something that I struggled with for a long, long period of time. I was almost 50 years of age before I was, uh, before I became a high priest. And I was the oldest active member of our ward to, uh, you know, male member to become a, a high priest. And I struggled with that. I struggled that for, for over, well over a decade. You know, it was always in the back of my mind, am, am I not worthy enough or don't other people see me as worthy enough? And it was actually worse because, um, you know, sometimes people would come up to me and say, wait, aren't you a high priest? Why aren't you a high priest yet? You know, that was, that was painful because it really hit at the core of my insecurities and how I felt when I, when I went to church. And I, I started feeling, feeling more and more isolated. And I, I, I started finding myself more withdrawing more and more emotionally from 
from the ward and, and from the church. And it, it scared me. It scared me a lot. And I think that's, that's really some of the motivation for why I do this kind of podcast. And because I, I see the dangers and, um, you know, a lot of times people will say, well, brother or sister, you just need to have faith. You just need to have a testimony. That's, that's often very counterproductive. You know, most people who don't feel like they belong or don't receive callings or don't feel like they're being seen, most people do have testimonies of the gospel. A lot of times they're just as strong as people who get these high status callings. So the question is, then what? Well, from my own experience, um, and again, it can be different for everyone, but I got to the point where it was really about emotional and spiritual survival for me. I became so uncomfortable going to church because not only did I not feel like I belonged, I didn't feel like I was even wanted. And, you know, you, you go every week and sometimes more than once a week for various activities. And that's a really long time. You know, that's, that's kind of an eternity, really, uh, at, at least on this earth, if you want to call it that. You know, I got to the point where I had to ask myself, why, why do I need to have a high status calling? You see, I looked at the high status callings as a way to prove to me that God saw me and that the ward saw me as good enough to be in those callings. And, uh, you know, the longer time went by and, and the more hard chairs that I sat in in classes where I just felt completely alone the more of the danger it was to me. And I, I was scared, you know, as a, as a member of the church my entire life, I, I was faced with the question, is the church really true? Like, is it really true? And, you know, a lot of people say, well, I know the church is true, but I can't stand it anymore. I, I can't blame them. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that they, at least many of them, maybe most of them, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know what a good cause or what a bad cause is, but I, I know that people in the church make mistakes. And the question is, well, then what? How do, how do you keep going back to a church that hurts, that it hurts so much to, to go back there? And so, yeah, just I, I got to this point where I had to determine for myself, who do I belong to? You know, when we, when we partake of the sacrament, we take upon us the name of Christ. We don't take upon us the name of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We belong to Christ, and it's because of that that we go to his church. Now, please don't misunderstand me here. I do know that the church is true. And there's a lot of people out there who say, well, you know, the church is true, but the people aren't always. Ha, 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 you know. And... And I'll find it to be very funny, really, because you see, if, if, if we belong to the true church, which we do, shouldn't we be more true, you know? And um, so if, if you're at this place or this point where you're going, well, why, why am I not getting an important calling? Or why isn't my spouse getting an important calling? Um, you know, I don't, 
I don't know the reasons. I don't I don't know what's going on in your life and I don't know what's going on with the bishopric or the stake presidency. You know, why why don't why don't why aren't you called to those callings? I don't know. But I do know that it's very painful and that that pain serves as if not the path at least a door that is often just cracked open just a little bit. And the longer that we don't feel like we belong in Christ's church, the more we start to distance ourselves from it. And uh, as dangerous as it might be spiritually to separate ourselves from God's church, I see a, a, an even greater catastrophe that that door, as it opens even more, people start to doubt God. And, um, you know, if you don't think that it can happen, I'm, I'm sorry, you're, you know, you're wrong if that's, if that's the case. It happens all the time. And no, not everyone who leaves the church quits believing in God, but it happens a lot. And it's important to determine, you know, a lot of people say, well, you need to go to church for the right reasons, but what's the right reason? Is the right reason that the church is true? Yes, that's, that's a right reason. And that was important for me. If the church wasn't true, I wouldn't go. I know the church is true, and that's why I go. But I also had to get to the point where I recognized that, again, I, that I belonged to Christ first. That when I partake of the sacrament, that I take upon me his name. It, it's, he's my father of the gospel. He's the father of my salvation, essentially, right? I belong to Christ first. And because of that, I belong to his church, regardless of how other people might look at me or how others might treat me or what, regardless of whether people call me or spouse or children into leadership positions. I belong because I belong to Christ. Now, the interesting part of the story is it took years before you know, I've always known that, but it took years for me to get to the point where I really felt that. And the irony is that when I finally got to that point, the stake president called me in and said, hey, you know, Brother Cook, will you serve in the high council? I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to because I didn't want the status of my leadership to determine whether or not I belonged. And you see, as painful as not belonging was, it gave me an opportunity to learn that important truth that I belonged to Christ. And to not just know it like on a cognitive level, but to truly have that concept uh, imprinted on, on my soul, where it became such a powerful buffer or buttress to when I go to church and when I don't feel like I belong, that that, that carries me through. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if the church will ever change. I don't, I don't know why you're not called into those callings, but I could tell you this much. This is an opportunity for you to ask yourself, to whom do you really belong? And where is your faith? Is your faith in those people? 
Is your faith in whether or not they help you feel like you belong? Or is your faith in Jesus Christ and in his gospel? It makes all the difference in the world. It doesn't make it easy, but it certainly makes it easier. I hope that was helpful for you, and I hope that you have a wonderful day. If you have any comments or uh, anything that you feel that I've left out, feel free to comment on either my Facebook page or on Twitter. And um, I will talk to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.